Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you on a Monday. Appreciate everyone following, subscribing, listening, of course, watching the podcast. 94 WIP, the YouTube page. Myself and Tucker Pagley put up a lot of video podcasts there, and um, it is game day. And usually I don't do get to podcasts on game day. Doing one, obviously, today, getting ready for the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Monday Night Football, a crazy week three in the NFL. Dallas, I mean, what a major slip up for them. Big, big, big for the Eagles if they take advantage tonight. Get a one-game lead in the NFCs. The Jaguars go down. So, obviously, there's upsets. Week three's been upset week across the NFL, the whole Taylor Swift thing. Uh, in Kansas City yesterday with Travis Kelsey. So we'll get to the fa- X factors here for this game tonight, the Eagles and the Buccaneers. It's a big day on WIP. Hugh Douglas back in the midday show, which we'll be doing in a little bit here. And then pregame show starts at 5 tonight. Myself, Hugh, Glenn Mack now. We'll get you set for the call. Eagles-Buccaneers tonight, about a four-and-a-half point line right now. The Eagles are the favorite in Tampa tonight against the Buccaneers to go 3-0 and to be one of the few undefeated teams left in the NFL. I mean, they could be really one of four after tonight with Miami and San Francisco, you know, being the other teams that right now undefeated across the NFL. It could be that for the Eagles, but they got to get this done. And I got five keys for tonight's game. Let's start number one, and that is to take Baker Mayfield down when they get close to Baker. So, you know, Baker's not been a guy in the NFL so far in his career, and it's been you know, it's been a decent amount of years now, drafted 2018, that really handles pressure particularly well. But so far this year, he has. I don't know if that's a maturity thing. Is Baker Mayfield becoming the new Geno Smith where he kind of has a renaissance and all of a sudden finds himself? He could be. I mean, it's, it's not out of the question. He was a number one overall pick at some point. but Or is it a fluky thing the first couple weeks? I don't know. We're going to find out. But Baker, when pressured so far this season, has been ridiculously good. I mean, really some of the best numbers in the NFL against pressure. So the key tonight is when the Eagles get there, they got to take him down. They got to sack him. They got to, you know, hit him. Make sure it's not just pressure, but it becomes hurries. It becomes hits. It becomes sacks. That will obviously disrupt the timing and and everything about his, his game and disrupt the Bucks' passing game. So whoever it is tonight, whether it is Josh Sweat, maybe we get the first breakout game from Hassan Reddick, maybe it is Jalen Carter, maybe it's Jordan Davis, who's been a revelation so far this season. I don't care who it is. Whoever gets in there tonight 
has to take Baker Mayfield down. Do not let him stand tall against the pressure and deliver the football because the Eagles have right now a you know, question mark at corner. I mean, they really do. So it sounds good on the injury report. Blake is just going to be back. He's going to play. And Bradbury's going to be back. He's going to play. That's all wonderful. But the other safety position is still very much up in the air. The slot corner position, very much up in the air. I have no idea who we see tonight. Do we see Bradbury moving inside, Josh Job outside? Do we see Mario Goodrich at slot corner? Whatever it is, the Buccaneers will try to exploit that. And obviously some trepidation about what the Eagles have at the safety position in the middle of the field right now, next to Reed Blankenship. Got to take Baker Mayfield down when they get there. All right, second key tonight is coaching. And really, I'm calling this offensive coaching. The Eagles have to be ready tonight for what Todd Bowles is going to throw at them. And what I mean by that is, you know, the the Bucs are fifth in the NFL in blitz percentage. And the Eagles have not handled the blitz particularly well in the last couple years. And, And they've been blitzed a lot. New England blitzed a lot in week one. And Minnesota blitzed a lot in week two. And the Eagles have to be ready for it. I mean, particularly in the passing game. The Eagles' passing offense has been stuck in mud for a lot of this season. And they need to figure out a way to handle the blitz, to handle top bowls, to handle what the pressure is coming in order to have a successful passing game tonight. It is the only way they're going to be able to move move forward with this season and be one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, you watch what Miami's doing right now. You watch what the Los Angeles Chargers are doing right now, throwing the football at will. And particularly Miami, but that's why they're so good because of that enormous passing game and really an efficiency in that passing game that is dynamite. And the Eagles don't have that right now, and it's why they're behind the eight ball. San Francisco as well, very efficient in the pass game. The Eagles' offense is is not efficient enough right now because the pass game hasn't got going, and Todd Bowles is going to test them. And in week two, look, week one, first game, new coordinator, on the road, bad weather, New England, Bill Belichick, everyone gave him a pass. I mean, I, I tried to say before the game it was it was good to be a slog. And I was like, no, 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 no. Well, it was. And then everyone gave him a pass because it was a slog. Okay, week two, Brian Flores, Minnesota. Not an overwhelming, uh, you know, m- much of talent. Not, not much talent on that Minnesota defense. And it was it was rough watching the passing game throughout that game. And it was, well, well, they only had four days to get ready. That's a really quick turnaround. Okay, excuses are over tonight. Excuses are over for the coaching staff, for Brian Johnson, for Nick Sirianni on the offensive end. They have to have hot reads built in. They have to have a better plan and a better picture that they are showing Jalen Hurts in practice all week. So when he sees it, he's ready to go because he hasn't been not good enough the first couple weeks. So the coach has got to be better tonight, specifically on the offensive side for what they're going to throw at Jalen Hurts and what they're going to throw at the passing game. That is it. That needs to happen. And then key number three, once we get into that passing game, assuming they do protect Hurts a little better. And by the way, one little addition up to number two, coaching goes into this. Do not be surprised tonight. And I won't be, I won't be upset about it tonight either. If we see more Kenny Gainwell than DeAndre Swift. And let me give you the reason. Kenny Gainwell is a is the Eagles' best pass protector as a running back. He is. That's why he played a lot in week one against New England. He obviously couldn't go last week because of the issue he had. And that's why he didn't play last week against the Minnesota Vikings. But he's up tonight. He's going to play. It would not surprise me. And I think it actually makes sense if he's getting more snaps than DeAndre Swift. I know Philadelphia is going crazy right now for DeAndre Swift. He's the local kid. He had a big game. Story. It's a storybook tale. Really, as he comes home, his first game in Philadelphia, boom, runs for a million yards. Well, it doesn't mean he gets to play every week. and doesn't mean he's the right back for tonight's game. It gets a blitz-happy defense on the road. I think it's a spot for Kenny Gamos. That, that's a coaching thing. The coaches need to put the best back out there for pass protection. All right. Now, 
Point number three, key number three, Tampa Bay so far this year has struggled against wide receiver one, against the number one wide receiver on, on the opponents they face so far. Now, you might argue that's Devontae Smith. I would argue it is still A.J. Brown. And I think tonight is a night for the Eagles to squash some of the drama. And the Eagles could downplay this. A.J. Brown could downplay it. Jalen Hurts could downplay it. Nick Sirianni could downplay it. I will not downplay it because I think it's, it's notable what has happened on the sideline the past couple times the Eagles, or, you know, two of the past four games the Eagles have played. You go back to the Giants game in the divisional round. I guess two of the last five games. Then obviously the title game against the Niners, Super Bowl, week one, and then week two against Minnesota. Two of the last five games the Eagles have played. And two of the last three they've played at home. A.J. Brown has been demonstrably annoyed or upset or frustrated on the sideline during a win when they're winning. That means he needs to get the football more. I mean, he's he's making it so obvious. If, you, if any of us watch football for the past 30 years, this is what wide receivers do when they want the ball. So tonight feels like a good matchup to get A.J. Brown the football down the field. He could feast against a corner group that has not done a good job against wide receiver one. I'm looking for a big night. Get A.J. involved early. Get the ball in his hands early. Slam pass early and then go deep later. Get A.J. Brown the football quickly in this game. It'll keep him, his mind engaged. And I think it'll keep this offense all on the same page. You know, we could poo-poo this stuff and say they're grown-ups, they're adults, blah, blah, blah. But they're football players. And they're not like you and I totally when it comes to, you know, workplace stuff. Like, they're, they're athletes. They're competitors. So, yes, a part of me does really believe A.J. Brown should just relax. And if the team's doing well, you, you just got to be a team player. But he's also a wide receiver. And he's been, whether it be trained or... You know, he just thinks throughout his whole football life, my team does better when they get me the football. That that is, it's understandable. Look at the year he had last year. He's a tremendous football player, and I still believe the number one wide receiver on this team. Get AJ Brown involved early. All right, this kind of goes with it, and then we'll go into the last one and probably the biggest one for the key. So my fourth key tonight is throw the ball. Last week they were able to run the ball on the Vikings to a victory. I don't think they could do that tonight. The, the Tampa Bay front is really good. This is a better defense than the one they faced last week with Minnesota. It is. You know, Minnesota has kind of a reputation, and, you know, Brian Flores has a reputation. That Minnesota defense is bad. I mean, I I really think the numbers state it. The numbers will state it. It was not good last year. They don't have the personnel this year. They got rid of some players off of last year, even though they brought Flores in. It's a bad defense. I think they're 25th in the NFL kind of defense. And the Eagles last week, you know, were able to find a weakness in, in what they were doing because they really... Minnesota's not good enough to do both at the same time, stop the run and the pass. So they sold out to stop the pass last week, and the Eagles said, all right, we'll just run it down your throat for two and a half quarters, and we'll go to a win. Tampa Bay's a better defense. They've only allowed 17 points in each of the first two games, and one of those games was in Minnesota against a very high-octane Minnesota offense with Cousins and Jefferson and Addison and Osborne and all those guys, So and Hawkinson. So if you could do that to Minnesota, in Minnesota, you could play defense. Tampa Bay's got good defensive players, especially still up front in the, in the front seven, and then Winfield in the back end. They've got players. They could stop the run. Tonight is a night. The Eagles either throw the ball to a victory. It'll do two things. One, I think it's where it's where Tampa Bay is, is weaker. In the back end, you could throw the football on them. And two, tonight is the kind of game... I don't believe Tampa can get to 31 points. If the Eagles can get out to a lead, if the Eagles can make this an offensive game, can make this a high-powered game, they're going to win the game. I, I just don't think Tampa could get there. Tampa's ceiling tonight feels like 26, 27 points to me. The Eagles, if they could get to 31, they've got a victory. 
and probably have one going away if they could get to get up two scores. I don't think Tampa Bay's built to come back from a two or three score deficit. Where this game will be tricky for the Eagles and where it could get dicey for the Eagles is if they play it close to the vest. If they just say, we'll be conservative tonight, we'll run the football, we'll be balanced. We're not going to take our shots down the field because we're, our passing game isn't there yet. We don't want to turn the football over, blah, blah, blah. They- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They do that, and we're looking at a 23-20 game in the fourth quarter. We're looking at a 20-17 a game in the fourth quarter. You're like, why is this game so close? The Eagles got to make this. They got to play their game. Last year, the Eagles were so good at playing their game, they made everyone else play their game. It's like you see it in basketball sometimes, especially college basketball, NCAA tournament. Whose game are we playing? Are we playing the high up, up tempo game or are we playing the slow it down game? Are we playing Virginia basketball or are we playing up and down the court Kentucky basketball? What basketball are we playing? That, that's going to be a key tonight for the Eagles. I think they need to throw the football tonight against this Tampa defense. And my last key, and it's the biggest one, is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has to be better tonight, and it really is an interesting spot for him particularly because it's a slight spot. And what I mean by that is, I mean the slight that he received from the Buccaneers two years ago in the playoffs when the defensive backs coach is yelling, he can't read, he can't read. Basically saying he's going to throw the ball to them at some point because he can't read what they're doing to him on defense. Um, He needs to read better tonight. He needs to react better tonight. He needs to make the correct reads better tonight than he has in his first couple games this season. Jalen Hurts in two games against Todd Bowles, both two years ago. 35 of 65, so that's a poor percentage, for 373 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. That's the that's the Thursday night game in Philadelphia, early October 2021. The playoff game, January 2022 in Tampa Bay. It has not been good for Jalen Hurts against this Buccaneers team. He has struggled. Todd Bowles has got the best of him. And tonight is a big night for Jalen Hurts to show that he can that he has evolved mentally. We know physically he's a much better thrower. He's just a much better quarterback. Uh Beautiful throw of the ball at times down the field. Like none of the stuff so far with Jalen Hurts this season, aside from maybe one overthrow I thought he had by the sideline, none of it feels physical. Um, it doesn't feel like he can't make the throws or he's you know throwing the ball in the dirt. His mechanics drop. I don't feel. I don't sense any of that. I, I think he looks like the thrower he was last year, which is quite good. Uh, it's it's about decision making. It's about timing. It's about seeing the field. That's what it's been so far for Jalen Hurts, and it's a major test. Jalen Hurts, and I, I go back to the point I made on the coaching. They had 11 days to get ready for this thing. This is a big, big one. Tonight's a statement kind of night for the Eagles. You know, they're four and a half point favorites. You know, if they eke out a 24-20 win, that's great. And they're 3-0 and and they have a leg up on the Cowboys who couldn't eke out that kind of win yesterday in Arizona against a what we perceive to be a, a terrible Cardinals team. Though I'm not quite sure now at this point if they're actually terrible because they've really played their butts off for the first three games. Credit to Jonathan Gannon. By the way, Gannon and Steichen, who we talked about last week on the podcast, are doing a great job so far as head coaches. But it's a good thing, right? Eking out a 24-20 win, not a bad thing. But tonight could be a statement kind of night for the Eagles. Are, are they more in line with the Niners, Miami, who just you know beat teams and, make sure, and leave no doubt in Week 3? Or are they going to be more of that team that kind of slogs their way along and gets the 3-0, but you're like, ah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I'm really seeing here. That 
it, it that's the kind of night. This is set up for the Eagles to play well. 11 days rest. They have all this extra preparation time off the Week 2 game. This is set up for the Eagles to play a big football game tonight against Tampa Bay. The line is coming back. It is towards Tampa Bay, though. It'll be fascinating to see how the Eagles perform tonight. All right, appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, the YouTube page, 94WIP. Go follow it, subscribe there myself, the Go Birds guys, James and Jack with high hopes, all there for you. And the five keys tonight to a victory for the Eagles. Take Baker down. When they get there, take him down because Baker Mayfield has been very good under pressure. Got to get those sacks. Coaching, especially on the offensive end, give Jalen Hurts some hot reads. Give him answers, and don't be so predictable early in the game. The Bucks are fifth in blitz percentage. Be ready for it tonight. That might include playing Kenny Gainwell more because he's better against you know in pass pickup. All right, Tampa Bay, they've struggled against number one wide receivers. Feed A.J. Brown the ball early and often. Throw the ball tonight. That's the key to a victory. Play your game, not their game. And the final key and the biggest one, Jalen Hurts. Got to read better. Got to react better. Got to make the right reach. Jalen Hurts has struggled against Todd Bowles. Tonight's a night for him to show he has graduated past and he could beat Todd Bowles. Big night for the Eagles. Appreciate everyone listening. WIP Midday Show, 10 a.m. to 2. And, of course, the pregame show starts at 5 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Back tomorrow to react to the game on WIP Daily. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com sportsfan and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.